Hi guys and welcome back to Cocoa Butter Travel Podcast. We are finally live on Apple Podcasts. Woo woo! So if you're listening from there, make sure you leave me a review and a rating. That would be fabulous. Today is episode four of the Moving Abroad series. We have Arabella on the show. She's only 19 years old, but she has already traveled to more than 50 countries around the world. So we're going to talk about her experience traveling and living abroad. We also talk about traveling during COVID and we touch a very sensitive subject, which is sexual harassment for women while traveling. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll see you on the other side. So how are you today? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. A bit tired, but that's okay. You said you were packing. And where are you going again? I'm actually going on a domestic trip to the northern areas of Pakistan. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. beautiful mountain areas where they're like some of the world's tallest mountains and yeah. beautiful meadows. Oh, nice. And uh, how long are you going for? I'm actually going for two weeks. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the adventure. Sorry, what did you say? No, I think it's going to be a really adventurous trip. <laughs> Are you going to like camp and stuff? Yes, I'm actually joining a group to a group tour for international travelers and uh, mm-hmm. we're going trekking to like one of the world's tallest mountains and then just seeing other beautiful places. Nice. So the two weeks are booked with a tour. Yes. Um, can you just present yourself a little bit? Yeah. So my name is Arabella and I'm a full-time student. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, it's my first year in college, by the way. I'm a full-year student and a travel blogger. And I'm originally from Germany, but my university is in China. But due to the lockdown, I'm not able to mm-hmm. go back to China. So I'm spending these days in Pakistan currently. Okay. And uh, how old are you? If you I'm 19. Ask. Yeah, that's why I, I saw it on your Instagram and I thought, oh, is it an old description or is she actually <laughs> 19? Because uh, uh, you visited like more than 50 countries yes. or something? Wow, that's that's crazy at 19. So how how did it start? How did you start it? Traveling? Actually, I've been traveling pretty much all my life because I was born in the US but since my grandparents both lived in Germany I moved to Germany when I was less than a month old I just went like on occasional trips across Europe with my dad and my dad is kind of like a very adventurous soul also so he never liked to to fly on long plane rides but he was like to drive mm-hmm. so he took me across different places in Europe and that kind of like gave me the feeling of what it's like to actually go beyond Europe and explore more of the world. Wow that's great. So yeah so you lived most of your life in Germany then? Yes 15 years. Okay yeah yeah because when I started uh, following you you were in the US? Yeah so what is the uh, uh, the story behind is that my mom is originally from Peru, but she's been living in the U.S. and working there for a long time now. And mm-hmm. I also lived in the U.S. with her for three months. I uh, know three months, I mean three years. And we yeah. stayed in Southern California. 
and after that I left for China, but occasionally, like when there is a chance in that free time, I still come to visit her in the U.S. Okay, so um, why did you decide to study in China? To be honest, I was I've been living in the U.S. for three years, and after that, I was just craving to see something different. But I still wanted the U.S. type of education because that's what my high school had prepared me for. So when I did some research, I found a university that's pretty much, you know, Duke University in the U.S. It's their China campus, actually. So I okay. applied there and I'd already been taking Chinese classes for a couple of years and I also wanted to improve my language skills. So I applied to the university and I got in and it just seemed to be the best fit for me. Okay. So how many languages do you speak? Right now, oh, it's actually hard. Let me count. I speak German, so my native language, then English. I've been speaking for like maybe like seven, eight years now. Um, Spanish, Mandarin, Korean, and Urdu. Like I'm trying to learn. It's because I'm in Pakistan, so I should be learning the language, but I haven't made as much progress as I would love to. Wow, that's... Wait, so that's five then? I yeah, think. well, actually, I also learned Latin at school, but, you know, I didn't really speak it. It still, it still helps, though, to learn uh, new languages. Um, oh, so that's nice. And um, so... Yeah, you were in the U. So no, you were in China for your studies. Then you went in the U.S. to visit your mom. Um, and then why did you decide to go to Pakistan then? Yeah, it was kind of a crazy story. So our campus has practically been locked down since January. Classes are resuming now on campus, but only for Chinese students because China doesn't let any foreigners in anymore. So I was in Peru first for a month than I was in the US. And basically, I, I really missed my boyfriend. My boyfriend is a Pakistani national, and we went to the same university in uh, China. But um, when the lockdown started, he joined me in the US first, since he has a valid visitor visa. But his visa only lasts for six months. So once the lockdown was in place, and there were no flights out, he had to stay in the US for almost five months. And it was really difficult because if he had, um, if his visa had expired, he would have technically overstayed and there was no excuse for that and he would have never allowed back into the country. So what we did is as soon as flights to Pakistan started, we just decided to go to his home and just spend the remainder of our quarantine here. Okay. And um, so Pakistan is still, um, is still close to foreigners as well. It's not closed, actually, just that no media outlets are really reporting about it. But it's very open, actually. So, in fact, actually, a lot of uh, nomads who are always on the move are right now traveling to Pakistan because it's one of the few countries that are really welcoming foreign tourists. I actually wrote... Oh. I actually am compiling information about that right now. You can find that on my website because I'm really trying to update the situation in Pakistan and what the entry requirements of foreigners are to yeah. any travelers who want to come here any more solid information because there isn't that much out there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll leave uh, all the information in the show notes. So for your website, Instagram, tell me a little bit more also about your blog. When did you, I mean, your website, when did you decide to start a website and what is in there? So I've been traveling a lot over the past couple of years. Like just last year alone, I think I visited like 25 different countries. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people, like close friends, random strangers, even my own boyfriend told me like, hey, like you travel so much, you should actually start a travel blog. And I was like, hey, yeah, that's a good idea. But I don't really have time for that. But then quarantine started and I was no longer on campus. I was not traveling. But I wanted something like some kind of outlet to reflect on my past travels. So I thought like, hey, maybe I should just like take the big leap into the cold water and just start my own blog. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Because, yeah, you you must have a lot of things uh, to share. So do you have like little guides or is it more like storytelling? I focus mostly on city guides and uh, other more informational posts because mm-hmm. like one of my biggest passions is to just help out other travelers and give out and share a lot of information. And I think the be- the most compact way to do that is to write travel guides. But sometimes I also write a story posts. Those can mm-hmm. be just a little bit shorter than my informational posts. But just a problem about storytelling is that on my average travels, I have so many interesting like stories happening to me that it will be impossible to write so many posts. So I just <laughs> yeah. like the really, really special occasions. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's true that if you travel to 50 different countries, I can't even imagine the amount of stories that you have to tell. Um so you've traveled with uh, your dad. Have you done also a lot of solo traveling? Yes. Actually, since I turned 16, that was my very first solo trip. I went to South Korea. Since then, oh. I've actually traveled almost everywhere solo. So I think it was age 16 until 18 when I met my boyfriend. And then I started to travel more with my boyfriend as well. But I still occasionally... When it gets too annoying, I just like say like, hey, I'm going solo. <laughs> and uh, is it okay? He doesn't have uh, any issues with that? No, actually, um, actually, everyone is fine with me traveling to different countries by myself, like my parents, my boyfriend, everyone. But just the problem is here in Pakistan, because, you know, people here are very hospitable and they want the best for the guests. And they are really, really protective of their guests. So whenever I'm here, I'm not even allowed to step outside of the house by myself. Like everybody is so worried about me. Oh, wow. Why? It's, I mean, a lot of people are saying it's a little bit unsafe because of sexual incidents that happen to a lot of women here. And I mean, it is no secret that some really bad things have happened here recently. But yeah. At the same time, I think it it's pretty much like in every country there's a risk and just that some cases are more high profile than others. And I think bad things can happen everywhere, but it's just the, 
culture of the local people that they want the guests to only have positive experiences. So if anything yeah. happened while I am staying with them, it would be so heartbreaking for them. They couldn't deal with it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so everything that you have visited in Pakistan so far, um, you've done it with your boyfriend then and his family. Yes, my boyfriend just today, he was heading on his own solo trip. I'm kind of jealous, so that's why I'm joining a group tour. Okay. Oh, so you're going by, your, I mean, you're by yourself, but with a group, and he's doing his own travel as well. Yes. But okay. don't tell anyone, but I'm actually trying to do some solo travel here and there, you know, when nobody's looking. <laughs> and um, so how long you you don't really know how long you're gonna be uh in that situation though i have literally no idea it all depends on when china will lift its travel restrictions against international students yeah and there really seem to be no news like our university right now suspects it to last at least until the spring semester which starts in january but like if it will actually be open then or not like that nobody really knows mm -hmm. and um, so do you you do you not even have online classes like is your year frozen for now no we do have online classes that's why i'm so stressed out and tired these days but yeah, yeah it's really really different from on-campus experience and you know nobody really likes it but it's the only thing that's working right now yeah, and with the time difference and everything. Oh, it's crazy. Because all my classes are in Beijing time, but half our students are in the US right now. So the time difference, you can imagine, if you're like 12, 15 hour time difference and people have to wake up at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. for the classes, it's like pretty yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, that's why you were saying your sleeping schedule was a bit messed up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, here, um, so I'm in Australia right now on a student visa. And uh, when the whole thing happened, um, Australia wasn't really worried in the beginning, like until March, I feel like everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, it was like, yeah, it's just a flu, it'll be fine, still come to school and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it went crazy um i tried to go home but thinking that will last maybe a month or two and i'll be able to come back um kind of thankfully i couldn't go home uh, i had an issue with my flights um and then i got stuck here so we had online classes uh for a few months and it was yeah it was really different um it's so much better to go on campus like now we're allowed to go back on campus um because we haven't had any cases since may in my town oh wow um yeah and uh there's just melbourne uh in victoria state that has been on back on lockdown for the third time uh right now and we're just waiting for them to clear out the situation like at the moment we have five new cases a day like it's getting way better um 
So hopefully before the end of the year, we'll be out of lockdowns and stuff like that, of restrictions and stuff like that. Wow. It looks like uh, Australia is taking some very, some very strict and determined measures. Oh, yeah. Like um, when, so we were almost, uh, when was that? A few months ago, we had like maybe between five and 10 cases a day. So we thought we were almost done. And then all of a sudden, we had a new wave coming up from uh, Melbourne. And uh, as soon as that happened, they put Melbourne in lockdown, Sydney, the great Sydney, not the whole state in lockdown. And uh, the state I'm at right now decided to close uh, to these two states. So yeah, they're really, they're really, really serious about it. And uh, compared to Europe or uh, the US, it seems, um, how can I say, extreme, but... I think that at the end of the day, we'll be, we'll be back to normal very soon. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, judging by what is happening in China right now, it's, uh, it's really under control. And people can literally go to nightclubs again and gathering crowds mm -hmm. because there are just like so few cases that um, it's like almost like completely contained in the country. But still, the restrictions against other countries are obviously still there. And to go back to China with the quarantine and mandatory testing, you have to go to yeah. a 28-day quarantine now. And you have to pay for the hotel yourself and have to pay for, like, I don't know how many COVID tests. So obviously, that's really expensive and really annoying. So that's yeah. why Chinese people don't go abroad these days. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like there's a lot... Uh, of countries that are doing the, those kinds of restrictions, like doing COVID tests when you arrive, before, during, uh, being on uh, quarantine. So it doesn't make any sense for people to go on holiday, really. It's only uh, nomads, I guess, that do that do so. Yeah. Um, because all the people that depend on traveling right now, like uh, the hospitality jobs are... Yeah, it's crazy. They're just like losing so much money. Oh my gosh, I could imagine. Yeah, like the so the city I'm in is Cairns, and the, that's where the Great Barrier Reef is. So it used to have like thousands and thousands of people coming in every day, going on tours every day, and now it's just it's just so dead. Um, yeah, the businesses here are really struggling, and a lot of hostels tour companies uh, have ha have shut, basically. And I don't think they're going to open again because, yeah, they've lost too much money. Yeah, it was a couple of months like the, uh, before like that too here, it, especially in northern Pakistan where I'm going these days. It's actually... Uh, actually, those areas are really underdeveloped and people who live there live off of primarily tourism. So everything they do, they have no, almost no other industries to depend on. So when in, when it was it April, May and June, the entire country was locked down. These people were yeah. so much because they had no other way to make money. They were starving and everything. But luckily now that the country has reopened in July, 
and August. Yeah. Uh, there's so much domestic travel. I feel like these days, even people who would never travel are traveling domestically in Pakistan. And that um, international travelers have started to come here again. So those people in the north are luckily recovering again. And uh, do you feel like it's uh, it's a safe decision to open to um, outside um, travelers? Like, what are the um, what do you need to do if you wanna if you wanna travel in Pakistan at the moment? So until now, all you had like you didn't really have to do anything. You just book your flight. Sometimes the airline it depends on the airline if they require you to show a test before boarding. But to enter Pakistan, there's no quarantine, no COVID test, nothing. But starting from October 5th, they will actually require a COVID test from a couple of countries. But most European countries are exempted, from what I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, would you travel outside of Pakistan? Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, actually, my boyfriend is traveling to Turkey today. And... He had to get a COVID test to board his flight, but nothing to enter the country. And then he'll be, um, he'll probably have to get a COVID test on his way back in two weeks. And then he can just come here without a problem. So uh, countries that are open like Turkey are no problem. But you know, mm -hmm. I think it's too much trouble because his flight already got canceled recently. And I don't want more flights to get canceled and lose more money in it. And also, I think COVID tests are really expensive and painful. So why go through all the trouble and fly internationally if you can just take the time to explore more of the beauty of the country that you're already in? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Um, all this uh, COVID thing has for sure uh, changed the way we're traveling. And it's in a way, it's a good thing because people are discovering more their their own country. Even for myself, uh, Australia was, to me, was more like uh, a home base. I didn't really want to travel around Australia. Um, I wanted to use that time on this side of the world to travel in Asia and stuff like that. And now, well, I'm, I'm forced to, to just visit uh, what's around. And yeah, it's actually, it's actually good. I like it. Yeah, I feel like um, even though there are so many negative things to it, one of the actually blessings that come with this situation is that we kind of change our thinking about travel. So like for me, mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, let's let me jump on a plane every single weekend and go to a new country every week and just, you know, pile on the numbers. <clears throat> oh, I've been to so and so many countries. But I realized that, I mean... It might be something to brag about, but in the end, the best experiences are if you really experience a country for a long time and form a mm -hmm. connection with it. And I think this um, current situation is actually helping me discover that. Yeah, slow travel um, is definitely the best if you want to discover uh, the country and the culture. Uh, taking the time is a good thing. And um, so I'm not sure if you said it, but what are, what are you studying at the moment? So our university is liberal arts. So we don't really decide on a major right away. 
But what I'm focusing on right now is molecular biology. So hopefully by next year, I can declare it as my major. Yeah. And uh, where where do you want to go then with that degree? Haha, <laughs> if I knew, if I had my life this well. <laughs> but I'm thinking of going to med school and uh, just while traveling on the weekend, you know, something I would yeah. go to med school and um, make my parents happy. And after that, yeah. save up a little bit more money so I can spend more time on traveling and blogging. Yeah, yeah. So you want um, your travels, blogging and vlogging to be like a full-time job? Yes. I mean, that's my ultimate dream. But like I would be fine just working remotely or even working during weekdays and taking vacations. I'll be fine. Yeah. I'm open to anything. <laughs> yeah, you, you're still young. You'll see... Um, Many things can change in the future. Um, but would you see yourself... So you've been kind of um, traveling around, living abroad in different countries. Uh, would you see yourself settling down in one country? Most likely not. Like, I really enjoy just taking opportunities in different countries ac across the world to deeper experience other parts of the world. But, mm -hmm. I mean... Settling down, huh? I don't really like the idea. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like even if you have a nice job and you're married and you have children, I mean, you can still move around, I guess. But I mean, what do I know at my age? <laughs> um. So yeah, now you're you're in Pakistan. What kind of visa do you have? Is it like just like a tourist visa? Yeah. So there are different types of tourist visas. So for German nationals, we can have both the visa on arrival, which only lasts 30 days, and then a mm -hmm. tourist e-visa that lasts three months. So what I did was I I applied for um, a visa on arrival, so I didn't really have to wait in advance or anything. And then when mm -hmm. I got here, I just applied for an extension, and now my visa is officially valid until December. Okay, no. Um, for me, for example, like at 19, I don't really, my mom was really protective. So I don't really know if she would have let me go in a completely different country with my boyfriend. Like, was it okay with your family and your boyfriend's family uh, for you to, to move there? Yeah, so I'm really surprised how open-minded Our parents are on both sides. My dad and my mom always thought that I can just go anywhere because they think that I probably just do my own research on different places. And uh, if I feel comfortable going somewhere, they would just trust me. And then my boyfriend's parents kind of think the same way about their son. So they just let him allow anything. But just the biggest struggle that usually comes when you stay at a Pakistani household is that will actually will actually your boyfriends or how they call it here friends parents stay at the same house because it might cause some scandals but I'm really surprised how open-minded this family here is and they just welcomed me into their home and let me stay as long as I want 
And even when I'm gone, yeah. they actually ask my boyfriend, like, oh, when is she coming back? Bring her back again. <laughs> so it's really the nicest people I've ever stayed with. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, that's really nice that you can stay with the family and everything goes well. Um, in all these years of traveling and living abroad, is there anything or what was uh, your biggest struggle? For In terms of travel, I think my biggest yeah. struggle would always be the sexual harassment that I face as a solo female traveler. Mm -hmm. I've gotten in some situations are just annoying or or just unpleasant, but some situations were also really dangerous. Like once I yeah. was in Hong Kong and I had this guy follow me up to my hotel room and he tried to push his way in and ask me like really inappropriate things. So I just had to slam the door closed and the automatic, the door had an automatic lock and that saved my life that night. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So definitely, I think um, that's one thing that makes it diff makes it easier to travel with my boyfriend instead of traveling alone is that I pretty much never get harassed by random men. Yeah, that's wild. But you never had you never had to to report anything, or have you tried to report something like that? Honestly, I never had the idea to report anything. I didn't really know it was possible. Like as a foreigner or I wouldn't really think there would come much out of it because in the end it's kind of like for um if for theft I've gotten so many th things stolen in the past and whenever I try to report it it never helps so obviously just giving up because if I don't even remember the face of the person or if it's like so many different people in so many different places then there's just no way I can give the police any useful information And also it depends yeah. on the culture, like here in Pakistan have been there have been some really horrible high profile rape cases and the police would not really believe the victim or they would just victim blame. They would say, Oh, then why did she go out by herself or why did she go out this late? So yeah. it, sometimes it even brings more trouble more trouble to you to report and to just stay quiet, as sad it is as it is. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's really sad that this happened and also that you have to experience this at a pretty, pretty young age. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't, it doesn't get, a, it doesn't get better with age. Um, but um, so if you would have to give advice to people who want to travel full time or live abroad, what would it be? So you mean a very general advice or can I say something specific? Uh, you can tell something specific. So my top three travel tips, what I would say are don't be afraid to book a flight with long layovers, especially if it's cheaper. So I think flights with long layovers are a lot more convenient than flights with um, a nonstop flight because for the city or even less, you can actually visit multiple cities or even countries on the way. So I visited, for example, Istanbul or Belgrade or Beijing just on layover. So I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I heard about that. Turkish airline is doing that. Uh, when you have, I think it's 
eight hour plus layover or 12 hours and they give you a free tour of the of the city which is great yes but even if the airline doesn't offer like as long as you have a visa and enough time to explore you can actually just do anything by yourself i actually wrote a guide about this once so um, it explains when you can leave the airport on a layover and when it's a good idea to do so and any useful trips to plan your own little layover vacation oh that's nice yeah another advice i would give to international travelers is to always carry your password your passport because sometimes even if you're not boarding international flight or something there might be situations where you're asked to show your id and in many cases that's just your international passport for example here in pakistan there are some cities there are security checkpoints where they would ask all foreigners to register by showing the passports and if you don't have it it can like literally cost you half an hour of your precious time so just yeah. always carry your passport with you okay oh and i almost lastly i forgot so if you need a ride or something i would recommend checking local rideshare apps first so like in the us that's uber in Pakistan, there is Uber and Karim, and China is Didi. So those apps are a lot more reliable because you can directly report the driver if he does something bad for you. But if you mm-hmm. take local taxis, or even worse, if you take unregistered taxis, then the driver can do pretty much everything with you, especially if you're a foreigner. They might overcharge you or yeah. in dangerous situations. And it's just not worth it. I think it's much better to go for the safer option. Yeah, 100%. There's, we also, here in Australia, we have Didi, Uber, Ola. Uh, in Indonesia, I think it's Grab. Oh, yes. yeah. I think it's yeah. Uh, in Sri Lanka, it, oh, I can't remember. But yeah, there's, every country has their own uh, ride share, and you're right, it's, it's so much better because people will try. Uh, I had that in Indonesia and in Sri Lanka. They tried to charge us more. And I would just show the app and say, no, I'm not paying more than what it's here. Um, and then sometimes they try to argue or whatever. Um, and yeah, sometimes I feel like it's not worth arguing or get into a fight. So I would just like pay whatever. Um, but most of the time they just agree and they said, okay, it's fine. Yeah, that's the problem. Once in um, in China, I was in a taxi and the uh, uh, driver, as soon as he um, saw that I was a foreigner, he did something to his meter, like he pressed some buttons or something. And suddenly the meter was like going up like crazy. Like for oh. a drive, we were supposed to pay like about $30. And then... Like, I looked at it and I was like, hey, that's not the price. And I even filmed how he was, uh, the media was charging us so quickly. And uh, yeah. then the driver just argued with me and said, like, you have to pay it now. And he didn't want to give in. But then I actually called the police. And luckily, I know some Chinese. So if you don't know Chinese, it's actually pretty, a bit of a problem there. But I called the police and... Uh, they asked me for the license plate, and as soon as I got out to check the license plate, the driver just like uh, let me. I just like paid him the normal fare, and then he let me go. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 
yeah in some countries it, it's going to be complicated if you can't speak uh the language but uh oh, that that was a good reflex to call the police i would have not thought about that to be honest is there anything else that you want to share uh any other advice that you want to give i would just share um additional advice for traveling during the pandemic so of course always check your flight status your airline's refund policies your country's um entry restrictions and those things need to be monitored all the time if you want to travel abroad during the pandemic and then even if the country that you're going to doesn't require you to get a COVID test or something i would always recommend to get a COVID test before departing you know, just try to get one at home and then as soon as you arrive in your destination i still recommend doing another COVID test and then wait for maybe about a day for your result and then if you're both times negative then you're good to go but otherwise i would prefer staying where you are right now because yeah. even if you are supporting local tourism and you think you're doing good there is absolutely no excuse for putting a very vulnerable community at risk i hope you guys enjoyed this episode thank you for listening you can follow me on instagram at cocoa butter travel make sure you leave me a review on apple podcast and your rating also follow me on spotify and i'll see you next week Bye.